Today's episode. Wait, that's what? not how we start the what? podcast. What? what am I doing? <laughs> what? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I. <laughs> you want to know something really bad? What? I started. I, because this is where I record sponsor segments. So I started <laughs> saying that today's video is sponsored by. Oh, oh no. my god, I am a mess. Okay, welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts and that's not just what we call ourselves that's what our moms tell people when we are really dumb and we schedule the podcast for an hour early and then we start the podcast eating a sausage burrito while accidentally introducing a sponsored video which this is not because we operate at a complete and total loss i'm your host luke miani and I'm your host Noah Rubin. You can speak for yourself because I think most of the most of those points you just made were uh, were on you there. But uh, but we can we can hash that out on this show. We take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success. Maybe a little bit less success this week than others, judging by how things have gone so far. And maybe even have yeah. a laugh or two along the way. Maybe laugh at ourselves. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I'm right in saying that the laughs that people have are mostly at our and specifically my expense. Not to say that we're funny, just that we're at times remarkably dumb and can't hold anything together. And everyone, people think that I'm drunk. I'm not. COVID brain, hot mess. Noah throwing shame. I can't believe this. This is a terrible, terrible development. Look, if I may have the chance to explain myself, you guys. This weekend, I had a ton of fun filming a video. Surprise, I know. But it's been a very chaotic couple of days. I had, you know, I, I had to... I just got home about four and a half three hours ago even and i've just been sort of wildly running around trying to fix another video trying to catch up on today's video and make sure you know check in on comments and stuff also started importing stuff from the video that i filmed this weekend i'm tired man i i don't know what's going on anymore you know i've definitely had some days like that where I'm just like totally out of it and like I don't know I I I feel that I'll give you I'll give you a pass you're very busy, busy thank man. you busy man I appreciate that yeah busy man not not busy with anything like fancy not to be like oh you know I'm important I'm busy no I'm just busy being dumb so like I'll take that but you know here here we are we made it. And I'm honestly really happy to see that so many people enjoyed the Japan video. That really warms my heart, you know? Yeah. It's warm in there, my heart. It's, what's the human body temperature? 98.6? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. My heart's pulling a straight 200 right now. That, it's fright, it's medically frightening how hot and warm my heart is because of all of the love on the Japan video. You should get that checked out. It's my doctor. My Apple Watch has been going crazy. My doctor has been calling me saying, Luke, we got to get you to the ER. It, this is life or death. But I'm just here because of the podcast. That actually right? might explain and why you're so frazzled right now. Your heart, your heart is overheating. It's like the equivalent of, a, of an Intel MacBook Pro overheating. And what mm -hmm. happens when the computer overheats? It throttles. Absolutely. I'm thermal throttling. I have the Core i9 heart, folks, and you guys are the Cinebench to my Core i9 heart. I'm I'm going crazy over here, right? I'm running at full speed. That sounds like that good, right? such a corny Valentine. Like you know there's like there's like super corny Valentines on purpose. Like that'd be such a good one. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you God. guys are the Cinebench to my Intel Core i9. That's a good that's a good saying. I'm going to put that on merch. Just kidding. I'm not actually talented enough. If I were a good YouTuber, I would absolutely, you know, have that all planned out and I would 
have marketable plushies and you know all of this stuff but i don't know how to do anything or you know i mean i'm sitting here talking to you on our our loss leading podcast dark mode so that's evidence enough yeah we're not allowed to make money on this show it's almost illegal almost almost but you know what's really interesting actually i i've been very curious about the the japan tech video because i mean obviously it was a ton of fun right i i would have done that regardless the fact that there was a video of it is almost circumstantial right it's it's a bonus but uh so the video has been one of the best received videos that i've posted the amount of comments and and likes the engagement is crazy and yet the YouTube algorithm does not seem to be super keen on it. It's weird because every time I do these unusual videos, this is the kind of thing that happens. The people that watch it love it. The The average view duration for reference on tech videos, tech channels that upload, you know, 10 to 15 or so minute videos, usually your average view duration is is around five minutes that's that's where people tend to target the average view duration on that video is nine minutes and 25 seconds that's really 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 good that's i think that's more than half the video this is pretty good that video yeah no that's about half the video that's substantial uh and yet it's a stone cold 9 out of 10 in terms of video performance huh that's unfortunate yeah ah, I mean you know it happens I, I want to build content that people enjoy and I ideally want to expand my audience and I'm not going to do that just by you know talking about the M2 and making up problems with it so that I can be mad about it you know that that's that's only good for so much and then and then you kind of run out of goodwill in the community and, and that's no fun yeah i think these videos are like it like i i think i guess it's maybe it's kind of obvious or maybe this is just a theory but i guess like the people that are watching your videos like this because it's something different it's obviously you know still closely related to tech and you know you've got sam in there you know people people who watch your videos know sam and you've got the uh, the Tokyo Lens guy, right, Norm, uh, in there mm-hmm. as well, which is very cool. And it's all tech stuff. So I feel like the people the people that like you like would like that video because it's more tech stuff, but it's different. And you know, it's got it's got you mm-hmm. in it, and you're doing your thing. But I guess like the algorithm just thinks that it's too different from your normal stuff, so it doesn't want to like promote it, which is really you know a shame. Yeah, I mean, I I would wager. That on any given video launch day, there are probably about 20,000 people who will watch it pretty much regardless. As Even if it's like really out there uh, or, or just unusual, there are about 20,000 people that will watch that video. I'd say there's also about 60,000 people. I'll call them my swing voters. Mm -hmm. My swing voters are about 60,000 people. And on launch day, depending on the title and thumbnail, almost completely independent of content, but depending on the title and thumbnail, they will be like, aha, that one I'll watch. Or they'll be like, "Mm, talk about a MacBook guy. All right? (laughs) I want to see stuff about a MacBook. I don't want to see... I don't want to see this content about you traveling thousands of miles to go and explore some vintage retro technology in a foreign country where things are are labeled differently and completely different to my own life. I have no interest in that, you know? Talk about the M2 Max thermal throttling and then you got my attention. So there's there's some swing voters out there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's 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 what they call them. The swing voters, yeah. Yeah. 
And fair warning, guys. This year is the year. God, it's hot in here. Hang on. The air conditioning is on, and it's... I mean, the heating is on, and it's loud. It's ruining my audio, and I'm too hot. I'll be right back. I'm jealous of you because it's really cold in my house right now. It's cold in my house, but my roommates like when it's cold, so I'm not going to turn up the heat. I'm just going to be cold. What's going on in the chat? I'm back. You're back. Okay. Okay. Uh, Oh, so nice and toasty. Just how you like it here and not there. Uh, Yeah, we should trade climates. I feel like in general, you might not like that. In general. It is quite cold here. It's it's actually it's 48 degrees here. What is it where you are? It's like the same honestly. It's been the highest oh, was like 50. Get, <laughs> get wrecked. Yeah, it was it was 56 here earlier That's so better. Uh, get pranked. That's better than here for right now. Damn. Did you see Oh, hello, burrito. Did you see that it snowed in LA? I did hear about that. It's pretty crazy weird very bad planet not this one's a total write-off do we have insurance claim or something because this one's toast i don't know man it can't be global warming if if things are cold right there you go debunked that's how it works yeah i feel like we've we've had that discussion before i think that i think that one's been put to put to rest That's fair. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you guys that the video that you have seen today of me in Japan buying this, mm-hmm. which did make it all the way back to the U.S., thousands of miles away, uh, it, it, uh, it kind of kind of got me on a vintage kick. You could say that. It's uh it it it's something that I've always been interested in and I've talked about, you know, the the good old days of Apple and like retrospectives. I've talked about some power PC stuff. I haven't really gotten into this old. And well, ever since buying this Macintosh Plus in Japan, it it has sent me down a bit of a rabbit hole. And I and I knew that I was down the rabbit hole when I ordered a modern replacement part for a vintage electronic that you will see. And the the website was rabbitholecomputing.com. And I was like, oh God, they clocked me real fast. Yeah, it's a little on the nose there with the name. Yeah, they, they absolutely knew what they were doing with that tagline. Yeah. So... Honestly, fair enough. You know, I I deserve that. But I think I think with that package now arriving, I can get to work on the video that I'm going to do with this Macintosh Plus because this thing is honestly superb. I love it. Look at it. This is so this is so cool. Steve Jobs' design here with the original Macintosh. The Macintosh Plus is basically unchanged from the 128K design from 1984. Uh, there are several other iterations which, with which Noah is familiar. I am. I am. I don't want to say, I don't yeah. want to spoil anything, but I am. Yeah. So there, there's, there's other versions that are available, but this Macintosh Plus is basically the same design as the original 128K. And there's there's some limitations to it. As you guys saw in Japan, it powered on and it went to the flashing folder icon. And that indicates that there's no OS. Now, the reason that there's no OS is because a Macintosh Plus has no storage on it. It has, I, I think this one, I don't know how much RAM this one has. I have no idea. 
Huh. I think it's probably three quarters of a meg, half a meg, maybe a meg. I know there was a Macintosh plus one megabyte, and this isn't it. So maybe it's not one megabyte. But that's that's it. That's all you got. You're basically just working with a floppy drive. And I am sorry to say, the floppy drive does not work. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, there is a solution to it, which I will be demonstrating hopefully quite soon. I think I'm able to work on that video soon before yet more traveling takes place. But, oh man, the vintage stuff has just gotten me down this rabbit hole. I'm, I'm hopelessly lost. Yeah, I, uh, I guess maybe I didn't realize that that was the start. The Macintosh Plus in Japan was the start of this little, yep. little saga here. But I've definitely been along the ride for, for a lot of the, the other stuff that's going to come. And it has been very interesting. I will give you guys another preview of what is to come. I kind of teased this on Twitter. But this is one that I'm so, so excited for. This, I, and by the way, it's so hard for me to keep secrets because I've got a lot of videos that have sort of spawned out of this Japan tech hunting video that I can't wait to show you guys. But one of them is, is a pipe dream of mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's all I'll show for now. But that has been I I've I've wanted all of I've wanted one of those for over a decade. For those listening and who can't see what I just showed, it, it's a it's a Macintosh portable. And I I have wanted one since I found out that it existed and I was like, "Oh my gosh." That's incredible. I need I need one of those. It took me until now, but I do finally finally have one and I'm so excited to show you guys. I think I'm going to try to get two videos out of the thing cuz it's just so fascinating. Yeah, and it's in super great condition cuz that one I hadn't seen the Macintosh Plus which also looked like it was in amazing condition and and the the portable yeah. I did see and that was in such good condition. So that's really cool. No, the portable is, I mean, it's not even, it's not even yellowed. That's the crazy thing because when, when you, when you get these old Macs, I mean, if, if they sit in the sun, they just start to become very, very yellow and crusty. Uh, the Macintosh plus that I have does have a little bit of it, but it's not very much. Um, the Macintosh portable, which was originally less beige than the the desktop max were so this one is basically not yellowed at all it's not there's no cracks there's no chips like it's it's really 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 nice yeah that's super awesome super awesome it's also funny that they mentioned this <laughs> i guess you know there's only a couple people here i'll spoil where do you, where do you think I was this weekend, huh? <laughs> where where what do you think got me all frazzled today, huh? Traveling, have a Macintosh portable. You can put two and two together. Yeah. I also wanted to address this comment here. Ethan asks, "Which computers are you missing, Luke?" Quite a lot, but the only other I think at some point a pipe dream of mine is I I, I want an original 128k macintosh are those like super rare they're not they're it's not that crazy i've been waiting to try to find one that's like really good um i mean for reference you can you can find some of these things for a couple hundred dollars it's not impossible they're not you know, insane, but 
I've been looking for this like perfect storm because I want to get I want to get one in box with its original like software and and all the discs um, because the way I look at it is like obviously there's going to be video on the Macintosh plus a lot of other retro stuff coming to the channel. So if I'm going to buy a 128K, which is very, very similar to a Macintosh Plus, and I'm going to have this, you know, Luke Miani Museum of Retro Apple Tech, my thought there is I, I should probably have something a little bit more special, a little bit more complete for a 128K so that I can make a, a video. And, you know, I, I would love to do a video where I unbox and, and really go through as original and complete as possible a 128k yeah that would be that would be really cool if you can find i'm sure that would be maybe it'd be hard to find probably kind of expensive but like i feel like that's worth it if you're getting one of those you got to get it with like 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 a like a really nice quality one absolutely no i and I, i'm just sort of waiting for the right combination of you know price and not being absolutely annihilated in shipping costs because sometimes it's like you know nine thousand billion dollars to get one of these things shipped it's a whole thing but <laughs> this was actually a very interesting question what did california border patrol say when you declared that so i didn't declare the macintosh plus nobody said anything uh, when I was coming, when I went through, I brought it through customs in, uh, or exit customs in Japan. I brought it through customs in the U S it wasn't very expensive. I don't even know if it's, if it reached the threshold for where you would have to declare and it might not even have been duty free. So I'm not sure there's, I don't even know how it works, but <laughs> I got a lot of comments I will tell you, walking through many airports with a Macintosh Plus, because I brought it as carry-on. I didn't check it or anything. It just it came on the plane with me, and it was in the overhead compartment. And there were a lot of weird looks. Well, I uh, I won't I won't say anything more, but I than this, but I'll say that that is in my immediate future. And I'm yeah. glad to hear that it worked out for you because I'm a little bit nervous about going through security with one of those, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Well, wait, but why? I don't know. It's like such a weird thing. Like they're not going to like, I, I mean, I guess they just put it through the x-ray and then, and then they, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it goes, you. it goes on the conveyor belt. It goes through the x-ray. Yeah. I was worried that the x-ray, I was like, is the x-ray going to like interfere with something? These things have very wacky, goofy power supplies and uh, I don't know, but it, it didn't seem to do anything bad. It's not a vegetable or a drug. It's fine, says John. That's the that's the threshold right there. That's all they check. Exactly. It's like 20 questions. I will say, though, uh, bringing back the Macintosh portable was a bit of a nightmare. Really? Oh, I had the full, full like, bomb testing. Like, they, they, <laughs> they had me, they pulled me aside to a special room, and they did, like, the full pat down. He's like... I'm going to use the back of my hands and I'm going to slide in a vertical motion across your groin, like the whole thing. Um, they, they had like seven TSA agents, officers, whatever they are like inspecting it. And they, you know, it, it, they, they went, they did the bomb swab and then it went through the machine and the machine was, was not giving a result. It was like erroring out. And I was like, Oh God, what is that? What does this mean for, my chances of making this flight and then they called over like the boss oh geez like the, the tsa big boss lady uh -huh. she came over and and they were like we don't know what this thing is we don't know what to do with it and i was like it, it's a laptop and i had i had said that it was a laptop so i don't know why they were like they're like what what do we do what is this thing and and she was like yeah, what what is it? And I just opened it up. I'm like, it's the the laptop, the original, original Apple laptop. And she was like, oh okay, off you go. <laughs> and then I went. 
Uh, I mean, not it, bad. It looks a little. It looks a little suspicious. Did this? Did this happen at like six a.m.? Was it that flight? Uh, I think it very well was. Yeah, that's kind of rough. Yeah, it was. That's pretty rough. Yeah. No, it was terrible. It was awful. I I wanted to jump. Oh jeez. Well, it's a good thing that it made it through. You know what? If that thing can make it through after all that, then I'm not worried about the uh, whatever other Mac I may or may not be bringing somewhere. Maybe, perhaps. Maybe Who's hypothetically. Hypothetically. No, yeah, I think, I mean, the portable is definitely, I don't know, I mean, it's in a briefcase, it's got, like, these very weird, they're not lithium-ion batteries, they're, like, nickel-metal hydride, they're, like, wacky, weird batteries, there's, like, you know, the black and the red wire, like, I can understand why you'd be a little bit sus, but the, the, the regular, the Macintosh Plus, it's just, like, you know, people see it, they recognize it, right? This this is one of the first really iconic pieces of technology. Uh, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything from before 1984 that would be that instantly recognizable as, like, the general population going, I know exactly what that is. Yeah, I feel like people would, like, non-tech people, I feel like they would at least, like, recognize it or like you see the the rainbow apple logo on there it says macintosh on it they're, they're gonna recognize it they're gonna know and it's a cute it's like just a little exactly. just like a little guy you know it's not like you know the, yeah. the portable is like that's a little scary you got the briefcase you know it folds up it's got mm-hmm. that big old thing in the back it's like what's hiding in there we don't know what's in there but you Absolutely. look at this it's just, just a, little, it's a little guy it's very cute. Yeah. It's very adorable. Yeah. It's it's something that I think everyone can get behind and they'll be like, Oh, I remember those from when I was young or not even born yet or old. If they're really old. Yeah, some one of the, one of those. I think uh people people were pointing out like maybe old Apple stuff and, and Atari stuff is kinda similar. I think if you were to bring, like, old Nintendo stuff, people would probably be like, oh, I know what that is. That's cute. That's nice. But I'm not sure. Like, in terms of anything older than the original Macintosh, I really don't know what piece of technology would be as iconic. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's like the Macintosh. There's like the NES was, you know, classic. But like mm. earlier than that, like what? What? I don't know if there's like a computer or video game kind of thing that people would would recognize necessarily. I don't know. That's true. Maybe an NES. I think that could count. But as far as I know. Okay, so in in Japan, the NES came out in July 1983. In North America, it wasn't until 1985. Mm. And in the end, in Japan, it was called the Famicom, right? Not the and it looked different. Uh, not the NES. Yeah, there, we saw a bunch of. I don't know if you saw in the Japan video, but we found a bunch, loads of Famicoms. Oh, nice. That, with a different design for Japan nice those are really cool yeah so yeah i guess that's that's a good example but what is there anything even older than that i don't think there is someone said someone said apple 2 i don't know how universally recognizable mm. that would be maybe i don't know somebody said the atari 2600 I don't I mean people that one you know what it is like if someone said Atari 2600 you recognize it but if you saw someone carrying it around like what is what does that even look like let's see yeah I think I think it is generic looking enough that people would potentially mistake this for like a very retro looking like speaker or like uh a sound system. I don't know that people would look at that and go Atari. Yeah, like unless you know. Like we're we're talking about like the the general general public here kind of thing. 
Yeah. I Someone said PS5. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking vintage here, folks. <laughs> I'm not talking about PS5 is brand new. Come on. Someone said Walkman. When was the Walkman? Oh, that's a good one. I think that would have been later, though, right? Um, no, it's it launched July 1979. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like it was popular, more popular with like CDs than it would have been with like cassettes. Yeah, I feel like this is the kind of thing. Like, if someone brought this, it would probably just be in their bag. Like the Macintosh is too big, so you got to like true. carry it. I feel like the Walkman would kind of just go in your bag. That's very true, yeah. You you definitely wouldn't need to, like, lug it all the way through security. Yeah, they probably wouldn't patch you down over, over a Walkman. I would hope. I would really hope. Unless you liked it. Did you did you like this this part? Did you like that? No. No? No. No. Not at 6 a.m.? I was, like, off to the side, and all the people are going by watching, thinking, what did this guy do wrong? <laughs> You know, they're thinking, does this guy have heroin needles? Like, what's he doing? Yeah, you're on a list somewhere. Now you're on a list. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. They're watching me probably now. They're probably watching this show right now. They are. I mean, I'm pretty sure John here, that's big, big FBI energy. Cool guy, five, 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 one. Absolutely. Absolutely a fed. Look at the picture, the profile picture for the for this cool guy, right? It's got looks be. like an FBI oh, agent. Oh yeah, with the sunglasses. Easily, they're all around us. Ooh, wait a minute. Commodore sixty four might be. I you know I I think the more I think about it though the more I don't know that I would necessarily expect the majority of people to recognize a Commodore sixty four if they saw it. I mean, it has, like, if you see the logo, I just looked it up. If you see the logo on it, then you might. But it just looks like a really old keyboard otherwise. I don't know if the majority of people would recognize it. I don't think so. I think no. I think the Macintosh is the oldest, like, really, like, in the, the public psyche, pop culture piece of tech. I think that's a, a fair... A fair guess, fair assumption. Oh man, you guys! I really hope that everyone finds retro stuff as interesting as I do, because we're 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 diving in pretty deep in the next couple of weeks. Noah's closet can attest to how deep we're diving. Yes, there's there's some good stuff that is uh, coming up. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But my, I really shouldn't be allowed on eBay anymore because I'm, I'm just like going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole after rabbit hole. I think you should. T- I want to just it's say this because this because I didn't. Uh, we we had this discussion like, I guess when you were here. But you don't have the eBay app on your phone, and I thought that that was so funny. That's but, intentional. But you should, yeah, you should you should mention that because I thought it was really funny. Yeah, I I very intentionally don't have the eBay app on my phone uh, because I know that if I did, all of my monies would go away. Yeah, I th- we were looking like we were doing something and I saw you had the eBay mobile website on your phone and I was like, why are you not using the app? And then you explain, you're like, oh, if I had the app, I would be I would be buying stuff all the time. I just that was it's a good little bit of self control right there. I thought that was that was pretty good. I mean, it's a very very low bar because the the problem the problem is and eBay goddamn it they know what they're doing because every time I'm like okay I tweeted about this the other day I bought a PowerBook 100 right that I think is a really fascinating piece of tech and I'm I'm hoping to make a video on it. However, as soon as I bought that. All of a sudden, out of the woodwork, come all of these fascinating 
pieces of history. It's like, hey, you might like this. And I'm like, God damn it. I very well do. Yep. I like that. Boom. Add to cart. And then it's like, hey, bro, I know you just bought a PowerBook 100 and a PowerBook 180C and a PowerBook 165. But what if I told you there's a PowerBook 145B for $40? Mm, can't say no to that. What am I going to do? Not buy that? What am I, insane? Of course I'm going to get that. I mean, so, you are. So, yeah, I got another power book. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get you. They And they do. Make no mistake, they do. Damn it. They keep catching me. <laughs> well, at least you get content out of it. It's worth something. Yeah. Yeah, I hope, I hope the people like them because I, I mean, I got too much to even make content on. Unfortunately, I I got doubles. Okay, Noah, I got doubles of the power book. Yeah, triples of the Mac. What would I even do with doubles? Triples of the Mac and tri- more than triples of the Macintosh. Well, you know it's safe if you got triples. Exactly. Yeah. No. Absolutely. But I have a wife. <laughs> tell, tell, tell him, Noah. Tell him. I tell him I have a wife. He has a wife. But and she's beautiful. But she's dying. <laughs> this is a this is a, a hard cut reference. I'm curious to see if people get this reference. I'm sure people will. I'm sure people will. I think so. They better. I'm going to be really mad, Noah, if nobody in the chat gets that reference at all. Someone's... But I am I am happy to see that um, it seems like people are people are looking forward to uh, some retro stuff. So that's definitely going to be exciting. I'm, I'm hoping that I'll get some of my swing swing voters in for that stuff, too. You know, I think I think you will. I think you I think it's a good it's a good campaign. It's a good uh a good platform to run on. Retro content. Who can say no? Mhm. Absolutely. I feel like retro content is one of those things that that doesn't really offend anyone because everyone likes to go back and be like, "Oh, look at the little computers. Oh, they're so nice." Yeah. And and then if I if I show them, then it means that you don't have to buy them so i'm actually doing you a favor this is like a public service this should be like taxpayer funded honestly it should absolutely uh and it's also public service because in in my doing this i rope noah in as well so i know noah you're now interested in the desktops so it's only a matter of time before i get you interested in old power books oh boy you're yeah you you do uh you do rope me into some of these things i do you know another thing that you you know what you're a good sport i am and and i think maybe now we can give a quick update about that uh that ipad the the tiger direct thing because apparently we forgot to do that so oh yeah another thing you roped me into Mm mm-hmm yeah, I did. I did rope no into that. I actually had placed an order for two uh, of those power books, not power books, iPads. And unfortunately, I guess it's not really a surprise, but they did get canceled. Yeah. So this was the. This was like a couple weeks ago. This was a couple weeks ago at this point that Tiger Direct had those. Like they had a couple of things listed at like really really good prices. Luke and I both bought iPads. Luke told Luke you bought like one and then you told me about it and then you bought another one and then you convinced me yeah. to buy one. And then they canceled them so it didn't mm-hmm. even matter at the end, but for a couple of days it was uh it was very exciting. They were probably just skimming cards, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we're both in there now. Oh yeah, we're going to fall victim sooner or later, you know. It's it's fine. It's all fine. Except for that we might be robbed, but, you know, happens to the best of us. Hopefully not. 
Well, that's fair. Oh gosh, I will say one thing: the eBay mobile or the eBay web website breaks all the time. I don't know why. On the Mac, maybe it's a Safari thing. I don't know, but you know, maybe it's a feature. Maybe it's trying to save me from myself. But the site just stops working. Like you'll you won't be able to click on anything. The pictures don't load and. You have to like refresh the website like 10 times before anything works. It's I, Maybe it is trying to save me. That's never happened to me. I feel like maybe you are you go on there so much that it thinks you're like a bot or something. And then mm. it's like trying to throttle you. That's probably true. That is probably true. I think you're right. Yeah. You know, you know what we haven't done is... Uh, we, we haven't talked about the title of the episode, which is, is this a tech drought? Well, it's a... I guess today's episode is evidence in the affirmative. Yes, this episode is also a drought of discussion on the titular topic, so we could fix that at least. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're in a weird spot, right? Everyone is saying, essentially nothing coming really before wwdc i think german said that macbook airs might come out in april which would be odd would that macbook air like the 15 inch macbook air supposedly i don't believe that personally yeah wait the macbook airs have the m2 already right Right, so if there were to be new MacBook Airs, it would either be like a 15-inch MacBook Air with an M2 chip, which is like, not. there's no way that's going to happen. It would be 10 months after the M2 came out. There's no way they would do that. So then it makes you think, okay, well, it's got to be M3. So do we think that Apple is going to reveal the M3 chip? I mean, at that point, they would have to do an, a, a full-on event in April. There's no other way around it. Yeah, because, like, M2 got event time, right, at some event, and that was, like, a smaller yeah. change than M3 is supposed... M3 is supposed to be, like, the the architecture change. What was it, like, 3 nanometer, right? Yeah. And I... So, honestly, I could see there being an april event i mean they did one in 2021 that's when we got the the m1 ipad and an imac um i feel like spring events are becoming more and more common so i don't know i think we might have mentioned this actually on the on the show previously like if we're talking about an m3 chip the new vr headset and a Mac Pro, that's that's too much for WWDC. So maybe it would make sense to have the M3 chip come out in the MacBook Pro and then iPad, uh, MacBook Air, MacBook Air 15, get refreshed iPads. Maybe I think we've heard some like new feature or redesign or a new screen type or something like that. I, that to me sounds like enough for an April event. Yeah, and I feel like it would be cool to see, uh, like, it would be great to, to have, like, more events, like, sort of spread some of the things out a little bit, maybe. Or or just, you know, there's always, like, you, you know that the September event is going to be iPhone and Apple Watch. And then sometimes there's, like, an mm-hmm. accessory, a HomePod or something in there. And then a month later is October, and there's some kind of Mac you know, sort of event going in there. And then there was one year that we also got a December event, right? Or was that a press release? But there was like, was that 2020? 20... Oh, yeah, yeah. AirPods Max. Okay, and that was a press release. So there's like, I feel like there's yeah. a lot of stuff that gets, and I guess, you know, maybe it's like a holiday season kind of thing or it's like the cycle that they're mm-hmm. on. But I just feel like we have sometimes, you know, like right now we're feeling it a little bit, a little bit of a tech drought. And then there's sometimes where there's like so much. It's like the iPhones come out, and by the time you've recovered from that, it's already time for like new Macs or something. I feel like Apple could yeah. stand 
to spread them out. And now we're in a position too where there's like all these different, you know, with the Macs being on Apple Silicon, Apple has more control over the, you know, timeline and the refresh cycle of that as opposed to mm-hmm. just like grabbing the latest Intel chips and sticking them into their computers. And like there are some computers that have, you know, been refreshed recently. There are some like the iMac that it's been a long time and there are still some that we're waiting for, like a bigger iMac. I feel like Apple could really spread some, you know, spread their things out a little bit more and and, you know, help, you know, bring 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 us a little rain here in this in this in these tech droughts. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I mean, I think I think there's reasons to sort of put everything towards the end of the year from like a Okay, think about it this way. At the end of the year, almost everyone has time off for Christmas, New Year's, you know, December I feel like is not a huge month of work. And then January people get like back into it. So like on a on a cyclical basis, you have to imagine that January people, you know, are getting back to work and ramping up again. February you're prepping by by March that's probably the earliest of any given moment that you can be like okay we've finished our product it's in production we are you know it's it's being manufactured because Chinese New Year interferes with manufacturing in late January almost everything in China completely stops at the end of January so from there's like a two-month period in December and January where no one's really on full steam ahead. And so when you when you push that back into now, like everyone's getting back and up up and ready in February, March is basically the earliest that Apple can ever really have an event. Except for this year when they <laughs> kind of had an event in January, but that's clearly because all of that stuff was supposed to be last year and it was just pushed really late. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, March is probably the earliest. Then you get to June. I feel like the summer's kind of wasted, though, to your point. Yeah, I feel like we get, you know, okay, totally fine. December, January, you know, people taking, you know, the workers or Apple employees are taking time off. And, you know, other people are doing their vacations and whatever. That's totally fine. You know, February, March. Okay, cool. So, let's say we get an event. You know, you get an event in March, March or April. You know, then we get WWDC in the beginning of June. And then it's like, you know, June, July, August. It's like a pretty, pretty long time. I feel like we could, they could sprinkle a little bit, you know, somewhere in there. It doesn't have to be anything super exciting. It could just be some refreshes, but sprinkle a little something in there. Give us something to do. And then, you know, September comes around. And then, you know, I guess October, they're going to do another event. And someone pointed out in the chat, that what I was thinking of, there was like a September, October, November, right? There was one year where they did mm-hmm. September, October, November events. And that was only one year, I think. But that was like a pretty crazy year. That was 2020, if I remember correctly. I think that's, that was when... Because yeah. they, they pushed the iPhone to October. And then we had the Apple Silicon event in November. Yeah, that was a pretty... A, that was a big year. That was uh, definitely that was not good. not a normal year for Apple, but I do feel like they could spread some things out a little bit more. Who knows? Maybe the headset. You know what? If they if they launch the headset, and that becomes something, uh, even if they don't refresh it every year, you know, maybe maybe their July event every other year is the is the headset event, or you know, I don't know. They they could they could do something like that, <sighs> dude. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Like the headset, you know, we have these annual cycles, right? There's always a couple of Macs, pretty much the entire lineup in terms of like the main stuff has to get updated at some point. The Apple Watch and the iPhone are basically tied together in September. iPads, you can kind of sprinkle them in wherever, but there's almost always an iPad or multiple iPads in any given year. And now we're adding this new category of the the headset. And I'm very curious to see <coughs> how that comes in. Like, 
does that get shared time with Apple Watch and iPhone in September? I wonder. Uh, I guess it could. I feel like the first, when they announce it for the first time, I feel like it's got to be at Dub Dub. I mean, it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be, but I feel like that makes a lot of sense to me. It's a it's a new platform. I feel like it makes sense to get yeah. there. And they're going to need a lot of time. They're going to want to have a lot of time. Like, you know, when Apple Silicon launched, they basically had a dedicated event for Apple Silicon to explain, you know, all the, the, the new the new architecture and, and, and the new philosophy and then show off a couple of products that it was going to go into. I feel like for the headset, it's like a whole new thing. They got to have maybe not a dedicated event, but they got to spend a lot of time talking about this thing and showing off all the different ways that it can be useful. Uh, but then after that, you know, yeah, they could fold it into an existing event. They could make the events longer. The Apple events are, you know, pretty short and sweet you know, given the new format that, that they've been using for the past few years. But yeah. Or they could do do a separate event. I don't know. I you know, this is I'm really glad you brought this up, Noah, because this is not even something that I'd considered. But I mean you're definitely right about WWDC. I think that's no question that is the best time to introduce a new product like this because I mean, as as great as all of the hardware and like as as much thought as Apple has undoubtedly put into that product, the only real way that it works is when developers get on board and and make their software and and all of the third party stuff that you would want work on it. That was one of the big problems with the Apple Watch initially, was it didn't do all that much. And I would argue that you could chalk that up to it being launched in the fall, revealed in the fall, sent to developers over that dreaded December-January break that we talked about earlier, and then came out in the spring of 2014. Or 15. 15. Yeah, and I feel like... You know, from the from the whole the whole point of like WWDC, right? Like we all tune in and watch the keynote. That's sort of the big thing and the big like public facing thing. There's like the the state of the union, uh, state of the platform address thing that they do after that. I feel like a lot of people don't tune in for that. But then you know the whole mm. thing about WWDC is that it's like a few days of like these you know sessions or like varying degrees of interactivity but there's like these sort of interactive sessions where they'll explain they'll say like you know they announce all these new technologies oh ios 16 they're bringing uh live activities i think that was one of the things right and then or they're bringing like the i think you're right or, or it was the one before whatever like live activities or like the notch like how do you do the notch so like they announce all these new things and then the next few days there are all these sessions explaining to developers like here's all the new things we just announced and here's how you use them and they have all these sample projects set up and they walk through the code and they say this is how you integrate this is how you create you know, a, a, a notch uh, thing to, to, to interact with the notch and, and, and whatever. And so when they're announcing this headset, there's going to be a whole new set of, uh, you know, APIs, a whole new framework. However, we're going to interact with this thing. Uh, we don't know what that's going to look like, but there's going to be a whole thing there. And so there's going to need to be a lot of these sessions to explain to developers, like, here's the the new toolkit, here's the philosophy of how you write software for this app or for this product, how the software is supposed to work, um, example projects, so on and so forth. Mm. And that's, it really makes sense to do that at WWDC, uh, I think. They're already there for that exact purpose. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that, do you know what that means, Noah? Are you thinking this year? I think it's I think this is the year. I mean the the rumors have been pointing to 2023 for a while. I think I remember back in 2020 people were saying it's going to be 2023 for the headset. And I was like that's so far away. And then 3 years happened and now here we are. And WWDC is just about the best place to do an announcement like that. Like obviously they've done hardware reveals before but all of the real big ones that happen at wwdc happen there because it's a developer focused event 
it's not a coincidence that Apple launches stuff like Apple Silicon at an event like that. And I would even argue that well, while we might see the reveal of the VR headset, I don't think it's going to ship for a while, possibly even this year. Because, I mean, think about Apple Silicon, right? Apple Silicon has Rosetta, which is designed to give you a transition for existing applications. And there's there's uh, universal binaries in Xcode. You can fairly easily adapt programs from Intel to Apple Silicon. But they still had that pretty long DTK period with the DTK that I made a video about from June until November before they started shipping. This headset, it's a different game, right? That was adaptation. This is completely new form factor. So these are all going to have to be likely ground up applications or at least completely reworked. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the headset doesn't launch for a while. I agree that there needs to be time for the third parties to work on. And for all we know, you know, there could be some third parties that, like, already have some sort of a pre-production headset and, you know, they have NDAs and whatever. Like, we we, we don't know that, obviously. But, like... I'm sure they do. But it's still going to be, you know, if they announce it, I, there's it's not going to be, like you know, available now or available soon. I think we said this in a previous episode. I don't think that they would even commit to a firm date. I think they would say available late 2023 or available 2024 and not even commit to a, to Mm -hmm. a firm date. That's my theory. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Apple Silicon, they did the same thing. If I recall, they said like coming this fall, they love to say that. Yeah. And it's always not fall, you know. They say this fall, you think, oh, September, October. Most of the time, it's like the second week of December. That's what they did with Mac Pros. Yeah. So, you know, they they, they play with the timeline. But I think I think it would be really cool to see to see it announced and to know like to to learn more of the details about it and like know that it's something that exists like we all kind of like we've heard theories about it for years but like to actually have mm-hmm. it announced and to have like a lot of questions cuz we have a lot of questions about it to have some of those questions be answered like that'd be really cool and you know the rumors were saying march event for this for a while and then it sounded like that kind of went away but if the rumors were saying a march event then theoretically, you know, it could be a dub-dub thing. Like, people thought that it was ready for the March event, and then maybe for some reason it wasn't, you know? Maybe it'll be ready for for a dub-dub. Give them a couple more months. That's a very good point. And I did want to address that someone here is is saying, you know, why have we not seen any leaks of the VR headset if it's almost ready? I don't think it's coming for a while. And what Noah and I are basically saying is that we agree with you. And there, there's, there's multiple reasons as to why Apple would do something like this. Uh, how, and I guess the big question there is, how, how is so much of this a secret? How do we not have any idea what this thing is going to look like? The big reason is because Apple tends to, for many reasons, not you know, start selling big stuff like this right as soon as it's available. Apple Silicon, Apple Watch, all of that stuff had at least six months. And that's partially because these things aren't ready. Partially because they are, uh, you know, trying to get developers to build out the applications for a smoother rollout. And partially because it's a lot easier to keep something secret if it's six months from going on sale. Because typically... It's not being produced yet, which is a lot easier to keep secret. In Apple's really early stages of prototyping, we we don't see leaks about them. Like you have to remember all of the leaks that we have seen, those tend to be for fairly recognizable things. iPhones, Apple Watches, uh, even MacBooks to some extent. Like we saw the leak of the uh, the MacBook Pro. And, and the design thereof leaked a little bit before it launched. But that's because that design was basically finalized and they were doing production validation testing. 
we only really get these public leaks in the PVT stage because that's when the scale is such that there are enough people that aren't under these really strict close NDAs that it can actually be leaked. When something is, you know, early enough, like air power or the the Apple Watch pre-2015 or the iPhone before it was revealed, like all of these things are so tight-knit that there is a very small pool of people that have access to that information, which makes leaking harder because it's a lot easier to trace. So that's basically a long way of saying that the reason why we haven't seen leaks is probably not an indication that it's a long way off, but that it is still in the stage that it can be kept secret because that usual production ramp up, which is where we see all the leaks, isn't going to happen until after it's already been announced. Yeah, exactly. So, so we we definitely agree. Uh, you know, when you say it's not coming anytime soon, uh, I think that was uh, not coming for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not coming out for a while, but it definitely, mm-hmm. you know, Apple wants to announce it before all of this stuff happens, so that it doesn't get leaked because. Exactly like you said, these things get leaked, you know, in the production phase because there's a lot more people and 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 they're not bound by the strict NDAs, like you said. Um, and so that's you know a good reason to to think that Apple might announce it because you know if they have this thing that they're getting ready for, um, you know, they're they're they got to ramp up production. This is like a, a new product that's going to be some you know like a new product line. Uh, like assembly process or whatever, like different parts, like mm-hmm. whatever the screens are. We heard rumors about like crazy high density screens. There's like all this stuff. So they, they're going to want to get, you know, they're going to need some lead time between the announcement and when they, when they you know, ship them. But they want to announce, they got to announce them before they can really start ramping up the production. So that's why it might be, you know, a, a, a good reason to hope uh, that they will announce them, uh, you know, relatively soon. Dude, I think it's going to happen. I really do. I, I'm i really... I mean, we were talking here for like a month about like there's going to be a March event and they're going to announce the headset in the March event. And we were so excited about that. And now, you know, obviously it seems like that's not going to happen. But like whatever leaks or whatever information or or insights that people drew that, that led that to be a, a theory, a strong theory that a lot of people believed... There's no reason to believe, you know, maybe it didn't work out now, but, you know, in a couple months from now. Because in order to get to that level of of, of the theory that everyone's talking about it, there's got to be some credible evidence that they're getting ready to launch this thing. And maybe the timeline was wrong. Maybe they had to push it back. But, like, they're getting ready to launch it, theoretically. So, you know, I, I'm hopeful that we'll, that we'll actually see it get launched. Yeah. No, I think it's... I'm I'm looking it up now and as of two days ago there were further updates. I think Ming Chi Kuo has been the one who spearheaded this a lot and they they basically said I'll read the tweet here. This is from January, by the way, so keep that in mind. Apple's mixed reality headset development is behind schedule due to issues with mechanical component drop testing and the availability of software development tools, meaning that mass shipment of this device may postpone from the original Q2 2023 to the end of Q2 or Q3 2023. Now notice that typically when we've heard about these delays, they tend to be vague, right? They tend to say like, okay, this isn't gonna ship for a while, or they tended to even be referring to announcements. Ming-Chi Kuo there is talking about shipments. And honestly, Q2 2023 is earlier than I thought would be realistic. So if if he's saying that even with these delays, we're talking about Q3, I would say that is still probably earlier than it would be with what we talked about. I, I would not be surprised if we don't see it until 2024 even, but... I think it's very likely, very likely that we do get the reveal this year. Yeah, they definitely, they're definitely going to want time on this one to, uh, between the reveal and the launch. They'll want a good amount of time. 
and you know we want to see it we want to know we want to know what the what the future of apple is so they gotta i can't wait they gotta do it this could be an iphone moment it certainly could be it could be that was the big thing uh this could be there was the whole thing about like the iphone launched and you know it it sort of competed with the ipod right it, and and it mm-hmm. sort of cannibalized the, the the iPod market, but Apple let that happen. They let the the iPod market die, so that the iPhone could succeed. And look at how big it is now. And theoretically, you know, sometime down the line, the headset could potentially be, you know, that next thing. If if we all believe that that people are going to be wearing like augmented reality uh, equipment of some sort, and like that, if we believe that that's going to be the future. Uh, then, then, then this would be, you know, whether you believe that or not is up to you. But if you do believe it, mm-hmm. then this would be, you know, another iPhone moment in that, in that same way. Dude, that's, that would be so exciting. Oh, I cannot wait. But unfortunately, I have to. And unfortunately, you guys don't have to wait for me to announce the ending of this podcast episode. We gave you guys a couple bonus minutes here to make up for Noah's terrible mistake. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was that was that was on yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. So it, I mean it's good that you're taking responsibility. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I've reflected on it throughout the course of this episode. I use those bonus minutes to reflect on it and I'll, I'll take responsibility. Yeah. I that's that's very grown up of you and honestly it's it's been an honor, Noah, to to podcast co host with you. Thank you. The pleasure pleasure has been all yours <laughs> uh unfortunately the pleasure of ending this episode belongs to no one but i have been your host luke miani and i've been your host noah rubin we'll see you next week and have a great night take care <laughs>